It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. They typed vengeance. They wrote the night. They are the writers of Batman. And on this podcast, we're going to decide who are the best Batman writers of all time. Hello and welcome to Geek History Lesson. I am Jason Fast with a typewriter like a battering inman. I am Ashley Victoria Robinson. Welcome to your Mind University because you have stumbled onto the podcast where we take one character, construct, or specific superhero writer from popular culture and teach you everything you need to know about them in about an hour. Listeners, when Jason read his intro, I almost broke because the one that I was prepping in my mind was like, holy Batman writers, Batman. Oh, is that you want to get? Let's, I would love to hear your intro. We, but we should make note before we were going to record this podcast, we did not have an intro. And we were Which both, happens sometimes. And we both wrote one. Uh, would you like to do yours right now? Sure. Okay. So I was going to say, holy Batman writers, Batman. That's right. We're talking about Batman oh. writers. Gee whiz, because you're a geist. My Batman mind immediately went to that Kevin Conroy quote of, yeah. I am vengeance. I am the knight. And so I was immediately like, yes, I, I wanted to do some more like, I typed vengeance. I I scribbled the knight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am a Batman writer. <laughs> you know. Uh, so anyways, everybody, that's what we're talking about today. The best, we're going to decide who are the best Batman writers. Now, specifically, we're going to talk about the comic books. We're going to lean into the comic books because Batman is a comic book character. And this is all in celebration of the forthcoming movie, uh, The Batman. The Batman. Not Batman. Hey, or, hey. Nor, nor Batman Begins. The Batman. Hey, uh, 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 Matt Reeves, can I give you, can I give you one note about yeah. your thing? Uh-huh. Yeah, I love it. Uh-huh. Drop yeah. the the. Just, just call it Batman. Just Batman. Just Facebook. Uh, well, I don't think that, uh, you know. That was my uh, best Justin Timberlake. I don't think that, that um, you know, that. Uh, Is that how Matt Reeves talks? I have no idea. This is just a Matt Reeves impression that I'm doing right off the top of my head. I actually have never heard him out loud. Uh, you know, I made movie three. I made a trilogy about apes. You did with Andy Serkis. Yeah, it was quite good. Uh, uh, I almost wanted to call them the rise of the planet of the apes. The planet of the apes. The dawn of the planet of the apes. And the war of the planet of the apes. Well, you know, articles are not necessarily. director. Thank you very much are necessarily the strongest choice Please call me to the lead with. Matt Reeves. Because I'm going to be honest with you, uh, the, at the Matt Reeves. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I am I quite- I think it's actually I am, Matt Reeves' film, but- I am, I am prolific on Twitter, actually. I tweet a lot. You do. Yeah, uh, you, you do. Um, on the Twitter. But you know that when your your film is categorized, yes. whether that's on a shelf or in someone's digital collection, uh-huh. it, it will yes. be filed under B for Batman, not T for the. Uh, no, no, no. I'm going to change the laws of that. 
I don't, I don't think you know how I retail have, works. <laughs> I have been writing the email to the Congress. <laughs> is he American? I don't know. <laughs> I believe Matt Reeves is American. We've also, we've also, by the way, at this point, lost all our listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, if you have not listened to our best Batman artist, that is episode 292 with Jace My Lamb. Uh, we also have an 11-minute YouTube video from a couple years ago called Best Batman Stories. If mm-hmm. you... Um, Want a longer form version of that topic? You can request that. If you want just best Batman stories, not best artist or best writer, you can mm-hmm. do that. Hit us up at GHL Podcast. On we Twitter. almost did that for this episode, but we decided to go into a longer form of talking about the men and women who have shaped Batman mm-hmm. behind the keyboard, if you will. Uh, we thought this would be better. Um, also, uh, fun fact, guys, if you don't know this at this point, and you know, we have a Patreon, patreon.com yep. slash Jawan. And over there for this week's GHL Extra is going to be a really fun episode. We're going to briefly talk about the best Batman screenwriters. Real loosey-goosey like. Of yeah. all time. Um, so if you go over there to patreon.com slash John and you listen to that episode, you want us to expand that episode because I do think there have been a lot of great, uh, Batman screenwriters and Mr. The Matt Reeves is going to join that, uh, uh, lexicon very, very soon. Well, actually technically he's already joined it. The script is already written. Well, we haven't I seen hope. it yet, so we will not be speaking on it because we can't. Um, we don't want to. Well, no, no. The script has definitely been written because they're they've. You shot and the I movie. both know they shoot whole movies with no or little script. I know several movies. <laughs> Some of your favorite franchises, in fact. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, so you know, you can go over there and listen to that, and also um, there is we just wrapped up the season finale of Jason and Jeremy John about Justice League. The season one finale of Justice League animated is over there as well. And actually, there is also something uh, very special and very cool. And longtime listeners are going to be excited about over there as well. Yes. Yeah, so if you, the month this is released in February of 2020, if you hop your hot little hands over to patreon.com slash Jawin, we are sending the first of our exclusive set of Geek History Lesson prints out to our uh, secret mail level patrons. They are all drawn and commissioned in partnership with Brian Lopez. His handle on Instagram and on his own Patreon is B2RIANLS. Fabulous artist who has collaborated with Jason on Super Best Friend. He drew the foil cover for issue one. He drew my bookmark on my very first Aurora. So go and check those out. It's going to be a Doctor Strange-tastic time. Yeah, you can find that all over at patreon.com slash Jawin. And thank you to all our super friends that are over there. All right, Ashley. Yeah. It is time to get into this. We're looking for the best Batman writers, comics uh, writers of all time. Ashley, who is your numero cinco? Cinco? Cinco. Cinco. What's it in French? Cinq. Cinq. Numero cinq. Do you know what it is in German? No, I don't. Fumpf. Fumpf? Fumpf. Oh, okay. Well, what's your number it's five? It's got a umlaut What's in it. your number five? My number five is someone who, right before we started this podcast, Jason said, I almost put them on my list. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. He said that, and I was like, I'm panicking. Uh, it's Paul Dini. Oh, Mr. Paul the Dini. amazing, amazing Paul Dini. Um, I'm putting him at number five instead of putting him a little higher, because I think in the pop culture zeitgeist, in the larger lexicon, we would consider his influence to be more animated than comic books. But he has written some pretty long Batman runs. However, every, I will say this, every Paul Dini comic, mm-hmm. period, comic book, no matter who it's about, is solid. 
Yeah, it's true. Um, solid to very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's never written a bad comic, in my opinion. Many of the stories that he wrote or introduced in the Batman animated series episodes were adapted to the comic books, either as Batman adventures or with a more mature twist brought to them in the mainstream DC Comics universe continuity, usually in Detective Comics because he had a long run on Detective Comics. If I may, uh, Paul actually wrote some issues of Batman Adventures. Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, but, yeah mm-hmm. but I mean, like, so there's the, there's the thing, the Batman Adventures are in the exact same tone as the show because it's the adaptation of the show. It's a tie-in comic, yeah. But then he also wrote like mainstream Batman comics um, where he took things like the Joker Christmas episode and just brought him right into Batman continuity for for a, a slightly older, slightly less afraid audience. He um, co-invented Harley Quinn, for goodness sake. Mm-hmm. Um, for better or worse, that character is the single most popular contemporary addition to the Batman mythos. I that's no, I think there's no doubt about that. I I, I mean, yeah, I mean, she's iconic, and he is part of that, and he is part of bringing her mm-hmm. from television to comics and he brought contemporary pop culture sensibilities to Batman across two mediums so for me he definitely deserves to make it onto this list and if you are sleeping on Batman Adventures I can't encourage you enough to check them out they're really great comics that we recently got full collections of I think he's less known for that they finally collected the whole batch of them finally they're so good the Superman Adventures comics are so good which they haven't collected the whole batch of them Well, uh, DC Comics Collections, I know at least some people who work or have worked for you <laughs> listen to this. Collect them for Jason, please. Yeah, I know. I know. It'll happen. I don't know. It'll ha- we'll never get impulse, but it'll, yeah. happen. it'll happen. Okay, Jason. Who is, is that a Paldini? That's my Paldini. Okay. Who is your number fumph? My numero cinco in terms of the best Batman writers is a gentleman that I don't think is highly regarded in modern fandom, and I think should be. And that is Mr. Steve Englehart. Now, you might be saying to yourself, who the hell is Steve Englehart? And if that's the case, then go buy yourself The Tales of the Dark Knight by Steve Englehart. I think there's a hardcover collection. There are multiple. That might not be the exact title, but they just released it last Mm -hmm. year. Um, Steve Englehart wrote Batman in the 70s and 80s. And with artists Marshall Rogers and Terry Austin and other people like this, he is one of the writers. He's not the main writer, but he's one of the writers that is responsible for returning Batman back to a pulpier, visceral, and darker Batman. Mm -hmm. But the real reason I put Steve on here is because Steve is... I'll get to why he did to Batman, which is very interesting, actually. And you might be surprised that he did this to Batman. But Steve is responsible for the homicidal Joker. Really? So. Interesting. The Joker, when he first appeared mm-hmm. in his first Golden mm-hmm. Age, was was about like, I'm going to murder this person and I'm going to come out of a radio and get he would announce on the radio, yep. right? And I got fishies. And then they turned him silver and goofy. Mm-hmm. Steve is the writer responsible for taking the Joker back to homicidal maniac instead of goofy. Mm-hmm. And he said in several interviews that he was like, that was my whole goal because he said the Joker at that time was considered to be very family friendly. And he's like, I didn't like that. But also that's not out. That's not all Steve did. Mm-hmm. Steve also um, was the, is the one responsible. He brought back golden age villain, Dr. Hugo strange and introduced him as the scary therapist Doctor Strange who is famous in the Arkham games. That's Steve Englehart. Yeah, I don't like him because he's scary. Yeah. 
but also, uh, you mentioned it very briefly just a second ago. Steve Inglart is the writer of the Laughing Fish storyline with the yes, Joker. Yes, it's my favorite Joker yep. story of all time is the Laughing Fish. It's the very yeah. famous cover um, that we should share on the GHL social. We socials, definitely have before, but we will share it again. Um, where the Joker is holding, it's iconic. He also uh, wrote the sign of the Joker. Um, but I want also, uh, the reason why Steve gets on here is not only was he integral to reintroducing these villains, but Steve was very much at the time when he took over um, Batman, and he said this in several interviews, that he's like, Bruce Wayne wasn't a person when I took over Batman. Mm-hmm. And so he said to himself, he was like, well, he was like, Bruce Wayne is a millionaire playboy. He's running a million dollar industry. He would have hot girlfriends. He would have a sex life. Mm-hmm. He would have all these things. Steve Englehart is sort of responsible for making Bruce Wayne sort of the international hopping James Bondian playboy that mm-hmm. we have kind of come to know. Um, and um, he basically made Bruce Wayne a fully rounded person because kind of like as it happens to Clark Kent, Bruce Wayne was basically ignored. And Steve Englehart is this one that I that really introduced what I think we see very excellently in Batman Begins, the Bruce Wayne, you come to my party and you drink my booze. That's Steve Englehart. Do you also think that there's a direct line between what he started with the Joker and the Joker, the Joaquin Phoenix movie? Very much so. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Uh, but lastly, I want to give a little winky wink to uh, one of my favorite uh, Bruce Wayne paramours. Uh, Steve Englehart is the creator of Silver St. Cloud. I knew you were going to say her. <laughs> and I love Silver St. Cloud. So uh, that is why Steve Englehart is my number five uh, Batman writer. Underrated genius. I will say I did not put him on my list because mm-hmm. I was pretty sure you was mm-hmm. going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve Englehart. There are some comic book writers that are still alive to this day. Mm-hmm. Steve Englehart. Uh, Bell Mantlo is one of these writers mm-hmm. that I think do not get their due. And and I think modern fandom doesn't realize how much they owe. How much they owe to these creators. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ashley, who is your. Uh, let's go through all the languages again. Who's your number four? Your numero quattro. What is it in French? Quatre. And what's it in German? A fear. Fear. Who's your name? Who's your name? Oh, no, I... What? Eins, zwei, drei. I got them mixed up. I think Fumpf is four and Fear is five. Oh, boy. All our German listeners have signed Sorry, off. Sorry, Fumpf, Fear, next. What's our number four? <laughs> Sieben. What's our number four? <laughs> Stop it. What's our number four? My number four... What are the German Batman lessons? What's our number four? Is... When I did my first pass at this list, um, everyone I had has written a comic in the last 20 years. Uh-huh. Um... Most of them in my defense. Uh, fun fact, Steve Englehart did a Batman miniseries uh, about 10 years ago. Yep. Uh, but in my defense, most of them started in the 70s and 80s. So mm. they're not super, super contemporary writers. All right. But I wanted to make sure that I went back and looked at some of the OGs mm-hmm. uh, so that we gave credit where credit's due. That's something that we really try to do here on the podcast. Um, so my number four is the OGest OG. Oh, I think I know you're Bill Finger. Bill Finger. I, the creator of Robin. Uh, the creator of, of everything you really like about and, Batman that got expanded the, on by the other people we're talking about today. And the Joker. And the Joker and Catwoman. And, and uh, the origin of Batman. And the Batmobile. Yep. Uh, I yep. love the OG Batmobile. It's so yeah, yeah. silly. But The um, coupe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's what, Honestly, that's why in the Batman, I'm mm. very into the Batmobile design because in, in my opinion, it's very riffs and riffs I, Yeah, I like OG Batman. I, that is one of the things I, I, I do dig for the design of that movie is that like it's, it kind of looks like it's an old Mustang or a Charger. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which mm-hmm. I think is cool. 
cool. I think that's what the movie will be. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I I really don't know if there's anything I can add to the Bill Finger discourse over the last 25 years, 20 years or so. I feel like he's really started to get his due in a big way. Do you want to explain, just in case anybody that's listening, in case they don't know like who is Bill? Because like if they're saying they're listening to this right now and they're saying, all I know is Bob Kane. Uh, who's this Bill Finger guy? Uh, Bill Finger is the other writer, mm. <laughs> basically. He was kind of the ghostwriter. Yes, because he's not credited on everything no, that he worked not. on. Kind of like, probably more famously in a contemporary sense, we know that uh, Greg Capullo drew a bunch of issues with Spawn that mm-hmm. he was not originally credit for. Mm-hmm. Um, and But now that we now we know that he didn't, he has his credit. Um, Bill Finger was the same way. Bill Finger is responsible, like we said, for adding... Most of the things that we think of as being cool about the larger Batman mythology that went on to be expanded by and because um, he was not as cutthroat as Bob Kane and I don't Bob Kane got his credit and he did what he needed to do. He just didn't have as good good of lawyers or 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 yeah, a state yeah. later yeah. or an mm-hmm. estate later on who followed up. Um, and so it's been a really big part. And Kevin Smith is actually um, his podcast. Fat Man on Batman is what brought Bill Finger to my knowledge, mm-hmm. uh, really responsible, I think, for popularizing the discourse of giving Bill Finger his credit. Um, both, it's a great documentary about Bill Finger on Hulu. Yes, there is. Mm-hmm. Um, both both on paper and in the zeitgeist. So if you don't know who he is, maybe also Google it. Um, he was a man ahead of his time, in my opinion, with a, um, with a sense of which point of view Batman, the character in pop culture, needed. And it left him. Bill Finger's work is the reason why Batman is the most popular, most famous superhero of all time. And then he, he lasted set, years. Yeah. Yeah. Almost 100 years. He yeah. set those building blocks. So for literally uh, inventing my favorite character of all time, having all the characteristics in place uh, for Everything cool about Batman almost uh, a century ago at this point. I think he deserves credit for being the originator and for understanding that Batman, it was okay to change things and for Batman to get updates because that is something that contemporary comics try to do, but also get stuck in. So Bill Finger, the visionary is my number four. Nice. Who is your number four? My number four is going to be a person that definitely changed Batman in a lot of ways. For ill and for good, both ways, actually. Which, which often happens. But I think a lot of fans listening to this will say that this gentleman is way too low. But I think there are people that change Batman even more that are uh, that are coming. These are just our opinions, folks. Yeah, oh, yeah. We don't, as well, these are, these are our choices. These aren't objective, no. as we say. My number four is Frank Miller. Not on my list. So I put Frank Miller on here, the great writer of Batman Year One. Mm-hmm. And The Dark Knight Returns. And whatever you think about Frank Miller and his stories, those two comics changed Batman forever. You're absolutely right. Think about Batman before 1985. Even though we had some people like Steve Englehart Mm -hmm. and various other writers and Len Wein and Marv Wolfman are sort of taking Batman darker. Mm -hmm. Batman still has a blue cape. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. 
A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. He still has bright yellow, you know, a bright yellow belt. Robin, they're bouncing around. They're like, ha, 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 Batman, let's go. Around the rooftop. Why is your Batman Japanese? Hello, <laughs> you're Robin. I'm Batman. He sounds like Speed Racer. <laughs> <laughs> aha, aha. Hello, Robin. Let's go. Aha, aha. You know. Oh, um, man. If you want to request the Speed Racer GHL, please oh boy. do. Um. And Frank Miller wrote this iconograph novel, The Dark Knight Returns, in 1986. By the way, also one of the very first prestige format miniseries yep. that were uh, given the direct market. And Batman's cape got black. He got angry. And he got shorty little ears. And it, it was also, you have to think about, this is one of the first Batman stories that grounded the DC universe in reality. Mm. Gotham City became like the dilapidated New York City of the 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, also before Frank Miller, Batman and Superman were always the best of friends. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and Frank Miller is the one that really introduced, this is a person who, that who dresses up in a bat costume and spends his evenings punching criminals in the face, might not be the most sanest individual around. He said, what if they hit each other? (laughs) Well, no, I'm saying is that what what if Batman was crazy is what this guy said. I mean, Bruce Wayne is is mentally ill. He is mentally ill. He needs therapy. He needs Leslie Tompkins. Yes. Um, So, you know, it's interesting that with this story, The Dark Knight Returns, Frank Miller said, I'm going to tell you the ending of Batman. And then right after that, he created Batman Year One, which, by the way, DC is still people are still doing like year ones, year twos, year threes, 40 years later. Um, I'm also going to give you guys a little spoiler, guys, gals, non-binary pals for a future episode. Uh, I'm going to be talking a lot more about Batman Year One here in a few weeks. (laughs) Okay, Um, But also, I was going to say these Batman Year One to me is the definite Batman. Origin. I I Batman Year One is my favorite Frank Miller Batman, uh-huh. um, and it is my Batman origin. But yeah. also, you have to think about it. Batman Year One is not only just a Batman origin; it's a Jim Gordon origin. It's a Green Arrow <laughs> origin. What? No, I mean, because <laughs> let me, because uh, Year One heavily inspired Batman Begins, uh-huh. which heavily inspired the Arrow pilot. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> I was A to C again. Oh, okay. All right. Much. Sorry. I know. I understand. I was like, I was like, I was like, there is a Green Arrow. It's year a Selena Kyle. Oh. And it's a Catwoman origin. Mm -hmm. It's a Catwoman origin. But when you look at Batman Begins, Mm -hmm. um, when you look at, I guarantee you the Batman is going to be influenced by this as well. Like it is. I mean, look at the trailer. (laughs) I mean, they even made an animated movie, Batman Year One. But Frank Miller, there is a before Frank Miller Batman and an after Frank Miller Batman. Absolutely. Also, 
this Batman story basically kicked off what now people call the dark age of modern of comics mm-hmm. uh, for the next 10 years where every comic was like racing to be like the greatest and the hardest comic it could be. Yeah, it kind of closes off the Bronze Age, which we'll, we'll do our Batman Bronze Age eventually. Someday. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, that's why um, Frank Miller is my number four, because um, he definitely changed Batman. He changed him a lot. Um, but he also put some, there's some stuff that we're still trying. You can, there are certain writers here and there that will still write a Frank Miller Batman. And you're like, we're past the Frank Miller Batman guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but he definitely, definitely changed the game. He, 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 this is the citizen Kane of basically Batman comic books is the dark Knight returns. There's no sled in it. Uh, no, but there is a horse. That's true. There's lots of horses. It's true, there are horses. So, yeah, there you go. Um, you know, we brought up real quick that after Frank Miller, Superman and and uh, Batman weren't best friends anymore. Uh, but I can tell you, friends, that if you are looking for a story about best friends, uh, over on Kickstarter right this very second at superbestfriendcomic.com is my new 44-page comic book, Super Best Friend, which stars the sidekick of the world's greatest superhero, Matty Moore, and his best friend, Captain Terrific. And let me tell you, friends, Matty Moore accidentally broadcast the secret identity of Captain Terrific to the entire world. And that's right. And they have a battle royale just like Batman and Superman and the Dark Knight Returns, except it isn't with this. (laughs) It's with words. Um, it's a really great comic book that I've had a lot of time working on. And this is the second part of, uh, the three part super best friend trilogy. It's a 44 page, uh, independent comic book with, uh, I'm happy to announce a Dan Jurgens variant cover, former GHL guest and creator of booster gold. Dan Jurgens has a variant cover over there. Um, the campaign is already funded. So we're pushing towards stretch goals. That just means that this is a pre-order campaign for super best friend too. And, uh, I hope you go over there and check it out because it is a comic book that's filled with love of all of my superheroes. If you like anything I've said about superheroes on this podcast, I guarantee you, you're going to enjoy it. Um, and there's lots of cool tiers like where you can have a zoom call with me. You can get your scripts reviewed by me. You know, uh, you can pick some of my brain because I've been working for CBS television now for the last four years. And you can pick my brain on some of that knowledge and put it towards your scripts. And there's all kinds of funny things. But please go over and check it out or share it online because independent comic books are nothing but a labor of love, my friends. Um, you have to really love comic books to, to, to kickstart a comic book. Mm-hmm. I'll just tell you that. So come on over to superbestfriendcomic.com. The campaign will end on March 3rd. Don't miss it. And I appreciate everybody that supported and uh, will support and just get, come get you some good Jason Inman comic books. There you go. Everyone's going to know who the identity of Captain Terrific, not just me. Yeah. Wow. But they knew that with issue one, Ashley. It's called acting, Jason. I don't know what you're doing here. <laughs> uh, okay, let's get to numero tres. What is it in French? Trois. Okay, do you, are you certain about the German this time? Yes, it's die. Die. Drei. Right. What is a numero die? Drei. D-R-E-I. Drei. Drei. I don't know. I speak French. I speak German with a French accent. So uh, my uh, numero drei is... Batman writer. Is, <laughs> is not German, um, but it is a man that Jason and I once stood in line to meet. Oh. And he drew a Batman for Jason, even <laughs> though he's a writer. He's also a pretty good artist. Uh, and it is Mr. Grant Morrison. Uh, and by Mr., I mean a uh, non-binary. That's right. He is not married. Liege among human people, Grant 
Morrison. Um, objectively, I think Morrison is probably the best writer in terms of prose and quality of storytelling of everyone who has ever written Batman. Even over Neil Gaiman. Yes. Okay. Oh, for me, yes. Okay. Uh, this is, it's my opinion. Yeah. Oh, no, <laughs> yes. no. I, I, I just, you know, you know, Mr. Neil Gaiman has written some pretty interesting prose books. I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I agree with yes. you. Actually. I, um, I just wanted to bring that up. I, I think they have pushed the character further. I think they have challenged what a Batman story is more than any other writer. However, they haven't always written stories that I have loved or added things to mythology that I have loved about the character. So I'm putting them in the middle because this is my list. God damn it. Well, I will say this, everybody, <laughs> as you know, longtime listeners of this podcast know, Ashley is a huge fan <laughs> of Grant Morrison's Robin, Damian Wayne. She loves him to death. She has so many Damian Wayne action figures. It's ridiculous. I will say this. Uh, what I do like about Damian Wayne uh -huh. is I like that he's half Middle Eastern. Yeah, that's true. I think that's very cool. Depending on who draws him. <laughs> no, that's an object. No, no, no. That's an objective fact. I, I agree. Damien but it is half Middle Eastern. But it just it depends on who draws him. <laughs> well, it, it depends on the color. Look, I know genetics are what they are, but I think yep. uh, I think find the new young hot Dev Patel if you're going to insist on putting him in live action. Anyway, Grant Morrison embrace all the continuity. All the all the rainbows and all the silliness that uh, Jason was talking about having kind of been wiped away by Englehart and Miller up to this point. And he presented readers, they presented readers with the idea of Bat God and of what it would mean coming out of something like a Frank Miller story to have Batman go toe to toe with godheads like Wonder Woman and Martian Manhunter and Superman and Dark Side and Dark Side <laughs> and um again I guess you could say for good or for ill that's become a really important part of uh Batman in the larger continuity in terms of like the DC universe at large uh check out their work Super Gods if you want to know more about that <laughs> yeah. poster spotlight hey <laughs> now listeners Ashley talked a little bit about meeting Grant Morrison. I just want to say that in the GHL studios, because I mm -hmm. noticed that in the reflection of the mirror behind Ashley, mm -hmm. we have the Grant Morrison designed map of the DC multiverse. And when we met Mr. Grant Morrison, we got him to sign it. Them. Oh, sorry. I apologize. Them. They, uh, they got them. We got them to sign it. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, we'll share a picture of that online. That's pretty cool. Yes, we will. Um, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I, 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 I clocked that in yeah, the corner of my yeah, eye. And yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Um, the only other thing that I want to say is that they opened up the character as a modern myth in a way no one else has before or since uh, ever managed to do. So Grant Morrison was definitely going to uh, find their way onto my list. And I said, number three is a good spot. OK, interesting. So we're we're about halfway through our list. Jason, who's yeah. your number three? Uh. My number three is the writer that I think more than any other writer has defined the modern Batman family. And that is Chuck Dixon. He is my number three. This is the man that wrote Detective Comics, Robin, Nightwing, and Catwoman all at the same time in their separate books. Um, he is the writer that basically established what we think of as the modern identity and the modern story of Tim Drake and Dick Grayson Knightley. Mm -hmm. It is Chuck Dixon. Um, he's he's easily, easily one of the most prolific Batman writers of all time. Like, I don't know how many issues of Batman this gentleman has written, but I would be blown away if any other writer comes close to his number of issues. Mm -hmm. Because, again... He was writing at one point almost every Batman title all at the same time. 
Um, which is one, how do you, how did you do it, Chuck? And then two, like, dear Lord, the, the, the amount of ideas coming out of this man at one point was insane. And to be honest with you, most of his stuff is so good. Um, and that's what's so impressive of him. And in the nineties, he created like all these, he's like kind of the Batman event writer. Mm-hmm. Um, he co-created, uh, the Nightfall, Night Quest, mm-hmm. Night's End mm-hmm. uh, trilogy, which is where, you know, Azrael Batman took over as, um, you know, as Batman. Uh, that's where he co-created Bane, mm-hmm. the very first famous villain now. Um, he created Contagion. He created Legacy. Um, I mean, most people would say that his most powerful legacy to Batman is Bane, who by this point, crazily enough, has appeared in two Batman movies now. Yeah, two. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, but I kind of think about um, that Chuck Dixon has, like, actually, in my opinion, contributed a lot of other great stuff to Batman. And, you know, it's a lot of it is, is that Chuck writes the person behind the mask first mm-hmm. and not the mask itself. Like, he is one of these writers where, to me, there is no distinction between Bruce and Batman. Like, it is not the mask argument. Like, we, mm-hmm. like some people try to make it. Like, Frank Miller loves to do, where they're yeah. two different people. Yeah. No, Chuck is like, that is just a dude, and that is just a costume. Um, you know, it's interesting because a lot of it is just, like, Bruce is struggling. Um, there's a lot of stories where Bruce is unsure if he'll even, like, take up the cow again. Um, and, and, and basically, his stories are about Batman is suffering and then deciding to stay Batman and what that ultimately means. Uh, there is one storyline I'm leading off of this, and it was kind of the crescendo and the end of Chuck Dixon's long, long run on Batman. But Chuck Dixon also um, contributed to one of my favorite Batman storylines of all time, No Man's Land. Yes, um, um, I believe he was. he's kind of considered to be the architect of No Man's mm-hmm. Land. He didn't write every issue, no, but no, I'm no. not sure if he wrote the issue where Harley Quinn is introduced into mainstream continuity, but that is the storyline where Harley Quinn is introduced into mainstream mm-hmm. continuity. I believe he left Batman in the middle of No Man's Land, mm-hmm. if I remember right. But there is also another contribution that he gave to the Bat universe besides all these characters and and um, again, he is the first writer of a Robin solo series. Yep. Uh, the first Robin yep. Tim Drake so- solo and series. And the first Nightwing solo series. Uh, and the Nightwing solo series. But I was talking about the miniseries. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, true. He yeah, wrote yeah, all yeah. three of the miniseries. Yep, well, yep, but yep, you yep, are yep, correct. Yep. Yeah, so he's the first Nightwing. Uh, um, I think Alan Grant wrote the Nightwing miniseries before that. But anyways, but I understand you're... Um, he wrote the first ongoing Nightwing series. Uh, yeah, he also wrote the first Catwoman minis- uh, ongoing series. Yep. But... Um, he created a character that I know Ashley is not a big fan of, but this character has stuck around and is a big fan of. And I bet we will see in some live action version. Uh, Chuck Dixon created Stephanie Brown. We are going to see Stephanie Brown. Stephanie Brown is in Batwoman. Well, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I uh, sh- and I'm surprised that that look, character- I like her as as spoiler. I like her kind of outside of the Bat family. I don't like her being embraced by that. that's you, really where my you like her with- best than Tim Drake's uh, series. I do. Presented. I like her yeah. as like Robin's weird. Side. Me too. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't like her as Robin. Sorry. Yeah. Not yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but um and like that's a pretty big I mean Stephanie Brown's been around for 30 years now she is an important look for all for my feelings about the character she's an important female character yeah in the Bat family and one time um, Batgirl 
Yes. Uh, great Batgirl costumes. I too. actually agree with that too. Great Batgirl costumes. Uh, yeah. If I may, Chuck Dixon was my number one. Oh, okay. Because uh, th- this is my favorite era of Batman. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that's how I picked my Do you want to wait one. or do you want to kick into it? Um, I think I'll just kick in. Because you've it. already mentioned my, uh, my one of my number two, my number two, and I, I but I decided to wait. Oh, no. I'm always like, ah, let me just stick my nose in uh, right now. Do you want to do it? We can wait until you, you want to give it a give it in or, or okay, go for it. Okay, fine. Then we'll wait. Okay, yeah, cool. That's fine. We'll, we'll give people <laughs> anticipation. Okay. Uh, all right, cool. All right, let's go, Ashley. Then have we we have we not done, done your number two yet? We've not done my number two. We have done your number numero dos. De. Do in French. De. De. Uh huh. And then what's it in German? Zwei. Zwei. Yeah. Who's your number two? Ein zweiter Fuhrmann. Jeff Loeb. Jeff Loeb. Okay. Jeff Loeb with the funny spelling. It's not funny. It's just a typical uh-huh. spelling of the name. Um. Jeff Loeb penned my very favorite Batman story of all time, Batman, The Long Halloween. Mm -hmm. Um, And he wrote, in my opinion, he writes the best standalone Batman because he embraces Batman as a detective. He also wrote the, if you know someone who likes Batman, who doesn't know comics, you go to the comic store, you say, give me Batman, hush, because it's never gone out of print. Uh, And Jeff Loeb wrote that. It is the most accessible Here's everyone that you know and love from the Batman story. Uh, it is. It has been adapted into film, uh, uh, animated films. It has influenced live action films. It is influencing stories going forward. Like those two, for those two books alone. And he hasn't written a ton, a ton of Batman, but for, no, for those no, two no. books alone. And then he also wrote Dark Victory, uh, which like Long Halloween, he wrote with Tim Sale, who's one of my favorite Batman artists. Um, that's my favorite Dick Grayson origin story. Mm-hmm. So Jeff Loeb for me just presents Batman in a way that really clicks in my mind. And I like the way that he's able to bring out what is scary about Gotham without making the books dark. Long Halloween is, and I'm not even just talking about in terms of like a color palette or the way that the art is rendered out. It's scary. The The Falcones are scary and the villains are scary. Um, but it doesn't feel like the Batman might reach through the panel and punch your teeth in like Miller's Batman. <laughs> yeah, feels, Frank Miller you know? would definitely punch you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, so I understand. There's just no way I couldn't put him on the list. I like that he also pulls a lot of silly Silver Age Batman characters into the modern age. Like um, Calendar Man? Like Calendar Man, like Mad Hatter, and does new and interesting twists with them. But ultimately, it's because he chooses to play on Batman's intellect and intelligence and his deductive reasoning. I love Sherlock. Batman is ultimately a Sherlock archetype. Mm -hmm. And I think that Jeff Loeb, more than any other writer, um, at least when I was coming to make up this list, illustrates why. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
He is the world's greatest detective. Why Ra's al Ghul calls him the detective. And those three, the three volumes that I mentioned, Long Halloween, Dark Victory, and Hush, are, are because they are standalone, like the accessibility in them is out of this. You can't give a Grant Morrison Batman to a casual fan on the street. I think you could give Batman and Son his first arc. But you couldn't just pick anyone. And Jeff no, no, Loeb no, no, has no. three that you can yep. give to anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and in the, I was going to say in the Jack Kirby, in the Stan Lee sense of, I know that's mm-hmm. Marvel. Um, every comic is someone's first comic. And mm-hmm. now that we have the direct market, every collection is someone's first collection. And I think there's a great, a great value in that. So sure. yeah, I, I knew Jeff Loeb was going to be near the top of my list because I just, I love what he does. I, I love I, the Batman. I will tell you, he is not on my list. I didn't think he would be. I knew... I knew he'd be on your list. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Batman Long Halloween is one that deserves, and Batman Hush is a lot stronger than people give it. Um, Hush and Long Halloween are two of Matt Reeves. He stated in multiple uh, mm-hmm. uh, interviews and on Twitter, those are two of his uh, heavy influences for the Batman. I mean, every Batman writer since the Long Halloween has come out has stated that the Long Halloween is an influence. Yeah, that's how good I mean, it is. <laughs> even Christopher Nolan in The Dark Knight yes, directly yeah. homages it. Yes, he does. Yeah. In the rooftop scene. We get a, yeah, it's about as close as we've gotten so far. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I know we'll never get a direct adaptation. I bet it's we okay. will. I bet we will someday. Ugh, I bet I we will. like that. Yeah. I mean, we already got the animated movies, so. That's true. That's you know? true. Um, but I bet you, I, I have no doubt we'll have a live action someday. They're never going to stop making Batman movies. That's the sad fact about this world. Just do Long Halloween, but put Robin in his other heart. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, Jeff Loeb is my number. The Jason, who is your number? Is it duo, duo in Spanish? Dos. Dos. No, duo's Latin. Mm-hmm. Dos. Uh, my number two is a writer that we have mentioned before. It is Grant Morrison. I knew you'd put him higher on your list. Uh, <laughs> Grant Morrison can be summed up and why he's on this list in a simple one page that he introduced at the beginning of his, of their series, Batman and Robin, mm-hmm. where it's Batman and Robin crashing through a skylight and Robin yells, Batman and Robin will never die. Mm-hmm. That is the entirety of their Batman and run uh, because it's all about the idea that Batman and Robin can never die, that they are an idea that is so powerful. Um, and, um, you know, he has Batman and son, which I said, I think is the one that you can you give. love Batman and son. Uh, the reser- I bought these single issue. Mm-hmm. This. I will state this. I have one writer higher mm-hmm. than Grant Morrison. I think the Grant Morrison run of comics, which goes across multiple titles, mm-hmm. um, which started in Batman, mm-hmm. went to Final Crisis, mm-hmm. went to Batman and Robin, a new series, mm-hmm. uh, then went to Batman and Ink. So it's a three. It's yes, a three yeah. arc series. Is the best run of Batman comics of all time. I think it's this. I think it's this run because mm-hmm. uh, it has Batman and somewhere introduces Damien as the resurrection of Ra's al Ghul. It has the black glove or uh, it leads to like Batman fighting this demonic Batman creature. And then also you got to realize Graham Morrison also wrote Arkham Asylum, the graphic novel from the late 80s. I was going to say decades before, yeah. which is still iconic, still it's still in print. It's also it heavily influences the Arkham video it's, games. It's 100 percent responsible for those video games. Yeah. Um, but read with your intoxicant of choice. <laughs> yes. Um, Morrison, his stories are they're layered. They're complex. Um, they depend on the interrelationships between characters. Um, he's it's so funny because you can tell the three arcs of his story mm-hmm. because he starts his Batman off 
very much like James Bond. Like I talked about the mm-hmm. way Steve Englehart, where, he, where he's like a jet setting playboy and then he gets he gets dumped with the son. And so now he's like, oh, crap, I'm a father. How do I deal with this? And then that leads into this whole idea where basically Batman has to fight death itself in the form of dark side. In the form of dying. <laughs> yes, and in the form of dying. Yeah, yeah. And then the second part of his storyline begins, well, how does Batman exist if Batman is dead? And then it all becomes the storyline of Dick Grayson, mm-hmm. the first Robin, Batman's first brother. Jason's first character. Uh, or Jason's uh, favorite character. <laughs> my favorite character in all of comic books has to uh, pick up the mantle and figure out how to be Batman. And also has to figure out how do I raise the son of my father? <laughs> no, it's wild that um, a Scottish wizard understands um American comics better than anyone mm-hmm. else. And also, <laughs> action figure spotlight. <laughs> Dick Grayson has a very specific Batman costume. Oh, yeah. You love he has costume. two scallops on his gauntlets mm-hmm. and he has a big Batman belt buckle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I waited years for them to make an action figure of that Batman costume. And I have that uh, action figure and we'll share it on our Twitter. You have the Batman black and white, too, of that costume. I do. Thanks to Miss Ashley Victoria That's Robinson. Right. Um, but then his third art goes into Batman Incorporated. And that's where it brings in like the Batman of all nations. And it's this idea of Batwing of Batwing. That's where Batwing is introduced. And it's this idea where, where Bruce Wayne is like, well, if I'm going to be Batman and that's my life, then I'm going to make it work. I can't believe that WB hasn't been like, this is how we do our big universe. Batman we, Incorporated. Well, because obviously they did it with, you know, they tried it with the Justice League and, and, and it mm. it worked out the way it worked out. But they were like, everybody loved Batman. We've got 85 Batman books at DC right well, now. Here's the, what if we put a billion Batman in the movie? Here's the fun. Here's the fun. <laughs> here's the fun thing. And it's so weird. The first writer after Grant Morrison deleted Batman Incorporated. Yeah. Yeah. But then here's the weird thing. The current writer of Batman mm-hmm. brought it right back. So Batman Incorporated is weirdly, it, it depends on the writer about whether they want it to exist or not. I think it's such a genius idea that I would say it's always out there. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of like I, the I, X corporations. I like the idea of it. If I were writing Batman, mm-hmm. I would not be interested in writing about it. Oh, to be I would completely write honest. the hell out I of it. I would be like, if I, if, if I was on Batman, um, please don't hire me to write Batman. Please hire me to write Robin. Um, I would say... Why don't we have a Batman Inc. title where that exists and someone else takes that on? Because um, I think it's a smart idea. Yeah. Um, but Grant Morrison, again, he they made their Batman fight a god and transcend it. And also, I think there's something so genius in the moment. There's a slight spoiler for Final Crisis, a storyline that came out 15 years ago. <laughs> it was like 20 years ago. Um, <laughs> Batman shoots Darkseid with a gun and says, got you. Mm-hmm. And I, I always remember Grant Morrison saying that they were like, that is like Batman saying, gotcha to crime. Mm-hmm. And it's the time he broke his vow of not killing. But the reason why Grant Morrison got this high on my list is because I found this quote about Grant Morrison talking about writing Dick Grayson as Batman. And this is what he said, Grant Morrison. And I quote, by giving him his own definite Robin, in Damien. Yeah. I think it actually elevated Grayson into being the real Batman. He rose up to that role. I kind of always saw him as the quintessential superhero. He's the first ever sidekick. He's the first one to have grown up and he's actually pretty relaxed. 
he's handled his trauma in a way that Batman never has. Uh, here's a fun fact. Jason gave a very similar answer in his audition to be on the DC Alexa. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I, I, and I, guys, if you want to go listen to our Nightwing episodes very early on, I've always said the reason why Dick Grayson is my favorite psychic of all is because he is, when he was introduced, he was the comic reader. He mm-hmm. was us. He is the, we got to see him grow up and he has led the Justice League. Mm-hmm. So Batman will never defeat crime. I say this all the time. Batman's greatest success is Dick Grayson, that Dick Grayson grew up Mm -hmm. to be a functioning human being, that Batman took this scared and broken 10-year-old boy, just like him, and somehow actually raised him right. Mm -hmm. Somehow, while fighting crime and and taking on Calendar Man and Kite Man, somehow, I mean, we probably could put a lot of this at Alfred's feet, but somehow, (laughs) 25% of it was Bruce Wayne. Mm -hmm. And Dick Grayson... In my opinion, the greatest superhero in the DC universe. That's right. Better than Superman because he's fully functional. He's an actualized human being and he's the greatest superhero. And I mean, best booty in the game. Of course. Uh, 100% grade A ass. All right. <laughs> uh, so Sorry that's, to all the children. <laughs> that's why. Uh, come on. It's still PG. Uh, no worse than a Marvel movie. Um, that's true. That's America's ass. Uh, that is America's ass. See, so there you go. Uh, this is Gotham's ass right here. <laughs> Uh, this is comics best ass, Dick Grayson. <laughs> Anyways, um, so that is why Grant Morrison, um, and I own all the hardcovers of Grant Morrison's run because I, I I, do believe it is the greatest Batman run of all time. But. Well, I can't wait to hear what your number one is going to be. Uh, my number one, I think, actually. Uh, we'll see. We'll wait. We'll, so we'll, there you go. Okay. But uh, all right. So there you go. Actually, we, here we are. Numero uno. I know we already talked about your numero. We, we're, we're a little yeah. bit. But let's hear the full spiel. Uh, uh, again, French. Uh? Say it again. Uh? I'm not even going to try. German? It's U-N. Uh, uh, ein. Eins. Eins. Yeah. Okay. What is your numero uno? Chuck Dixon. Yeah, of course. We knew. Um, Dixon's the architect of my favorite era of the Batman family in the entire history of comic books. Mm-hmm. So like. Why does like, he deserve uh, your, why does he deserve your number one spot? So I have all of these points that you are. He invented Bane. He wrote the first Robin uh, miniseries and solo series. He folded Birds of Prey into the larger Gotham City landscape. He wrote Nightwing's first ongoing solo series. He oversaw the introduction of Cassandra Kane Batgirl, my favorite Batgirl into the Bat family. He made Oracle the most powerful character in the DC universe. He oversaw the event where Harley Quinn was introduced into mainstream continuity. Um, of all the writers who have ever touched Batman, Dixon does what I want to see in a Batman story best, which is the Batman family. Um, there's a very famous quote, hurt people, hurt people. And I like the idea that by channeling his trauma through Batman, which is not healthy and I do not advocate for, Bruce Wayne manages to avoid that. He manages to take his hurt and to help people. And the best way to do that, and it's it's why you'll never convince me on Damian Wayne, even though I have enjoyed stories with Damian Wayne in it, is that he is an adopted father to these this island of misfit toys. And it's nice that an orphan adopts orphans. It is. Yeah. Um, even and though then, Tim Drake was not an orphan. Well, he became became an orphan <laughs> because under, of Batman under Bruce Wayne's watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he perfected the network of the Batman family. He presents Batman as an imperfect father. Um, and honestly, it's some of the closest thing to emotional development we had in the modern age of comics for Bruce Wayne, who, in my opinion, post-1985, has pretty much arrested in his development um, up to that point. 
And what I like best about Dixon comic books is that they can be for everyone. And this is something that Miller introduced and we are deep in right now at the time of this recording in mainstream comics. Comics are not for everyone. Batman comics are certainly not for everyone. That's very true. You, I you would can't, be, you can't hand mainstream Batman to a little kid to right a five-year-old, maybe a 10 year old, depending on where their emotional mm -hmm, development mm -hmm. is. Like there's stuff that I couldn't have handled at 10 years old. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, Ironically, the best, the highest sales of comic books is for an all ages market or a middle grade market. And I think what's so special about Dixon's run is that you could give those stories to everyone. I started reading those books as a child um, in quarter bins and they usually work as a standalone issue. And then if you can get, um, you know, if you have like five and eight and ten, you can kind of figure out what the ongoing arc is. That's how we used to read comics, kids, before the Internet. Um he hits the tone that I like best in comics. So yes, he's prolific and introduced a lot of really important things that we are still seeing play out in modern comics, but he just gives me the feeling from a Batman story that I want. And I know that's not a super great answer. And I know that is intangible, but it's true. So Chuck Dixon, no doubt was going to be my number one. Jason, who is your number one? And did I spoil it? No, I don't think so. Okay, good. Who's your number one? Who do you, how, did, how did you think you spoiled it? I just didn't know if it was someone that I had already, like I spoiled your Grant Morrison. Oh. Because I put him lower on No, I've been intentionally not saying this gentleman's name. Okay. Uh, we lost this gentleman over the pandemic. Ah. I'm talking about the late, great Denny O'Neill. Mm -hmm. He is easily number one as uh, the greatest Batman writer of all time. Uh, if you don't know who Denny O'Neill is, he's a journalist. He was a novelist. Um, he eventually came to... DC where he write JLA and Wonder Woman, but it was when he partnered with an artist called Neil Adams mm -hmm. on Batman. And, you know, he really changed the entire game. Fun fact. He also would become the group editor of the Batman titles and would basically guide, uh, mm -hmm. the Batman titles from 1986 to 2000. So can you really quickly, just in case anyone doesn't know, just explain what the group editor is versus like a specific book editor. So basically he would have been in charge of hiring all the artists and writers and determining saying yes or no to all the storylines that would have happened. So that means that Denny O'Neill is responsible for hiring Chuck Dixon mm -hmm. and Jeff Loeb. Mm hmm. So thank you about half the writers on our list <laughs> yeah. would have been hired by this gentleman or shepherded in or overseen. So yeah. that also puts him up here and like in number one, um, the reason why Denny O'Neill is number one is not only is the co-creator Ra's al Ghul, mm -hmm. one of the best Batman villains of all time. Uh, but he also, um, is the whole reason why a certain Frank Miller drew his first Batman story. Frank Miller's first Batman story was drawn for the writer, Denny O'Neill. So also, Denny O'Neill, wow. <laughs> Denny O'Neill, responsible for know that. The Dark Knight Returns. <laughs> um, but here's the real reason why Denny O'Neill is the number one Batman writer. Um, he also, with kind of Stephen Hart, they were working at the same time. But it was Denny that really made the shift of Batman from the 1966 series to a darker detective adventurer. Mm -hmm. um, when Grant Morrison is aping sort of the uh, James Bondian Batman, it is a combination of the Denny O'Neill and Steve Englehart. Steve Englehart like leaned more into the villains, whereas Denny leaned more into Batman. Mm -hmm. um, his like sort of humanist 
darker adventure Batman that's still a human being is the Bruce Wayne of Batman the Animated Series. The Batman, the the Bruce Wayne that you know in Batman the Animated Series is the Denny O'Neill Batman. You know, now that you say that, I'm like, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Particularly with the timeless quality that the animated series mm-hmm. has. Yes. It You're is, absolutely right. It is Denny O'Neill. They were, they were aping Denny O'Neill Batman. Wow. The entire tone of Batman the AMA series is Denny O'Neill's mm-hmm. Batman. Now, again, it's one of these things where, like, you may not have read it, but, like, now, but it's in your brain somewhere. Now that I say that, yeah. I hope you realize, like, that is, we owe basically all modern Batman to Denny O'Neill, mm-hmm. to this single, from Frank Miller to Chuck Dixon to Batman the Animated Series, it was all filtered through Denny O'Neill. He is, without a doubt, and I don't think he'll ever be beaten. He is like I don't think I think well, he will nobody's always, given even that long a run on a car. I don't think <laughs> I don't even think anything anybody has even shaped the character as much as he has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And influenced the character. Like I don't think anybody will ever beat Denny O'Neill in terms of the greatest <laughs> Batman writer. Um, but here's the other kicker of that. You know, I talked about Batman the anime series. Yeah, yeah. Guess who wrote the two part episode of Batman the anime series, which introduced Ra's al Ghul. Oh, really? Denny O'Neill. <laughs> I didn't know that. And I've seen that episode. Of my, this is a great two-parter. Yes. A great episode. It's like one of the best two-parters of that entire series. I think you and I have watched that together several times. We might watch it today, actually. <laughs> Honestly, would love to. <laughs> um, but the great thing about Denny O'Neill is that, again, you know this tone is that, like, his Dark Knight, Unlike Grant Morrison, you know, was not perfect. He wasn't Bat God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. was a great. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Crime fighter. He was a talented superhero, but he was also a human being. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, he would worry about Robin. He would worry about his girls. He would worry mm-hmm. about Alfred. He he wasn't quite the um, closed off super dick Batman. I don't care about you anymore. Yeah. Um, he was still a human being. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think primarily because he was a journalist, mm-hmm. I think this is the reason why Denny like really injected a lot of humanity into um, Denny O'Neill is also very responsible for the Bruce Wayne that we know. And it's my favorite Bruce Wayne where we've all seen these Batman stories where Bruce meets this mook or this henchman on the side of the road. And they're like, Oh Batman, I'm sorry. I was just trying to pay for my kids. And Batman hands him a card and says, go talk to Lucius Fox at Wayne enterprise. And he'll get you a job. That's Denny O'Neill. He's the first Batman writer to do that. Well, because Batman, like I, I'm very interested as as, a, as an adult in mm-hmm. Batman as a community leader yeah. and exploring that because that's yeah. what the Wayne what his parents like the Wayne Foundation were trying yeah. to do mm-hmm. and doing things like like that is um that's mutual it's not mutual aid but it's closer that's grassroots activism yeah yeah, yeah. it's like giving someone a job who needs a job well it's the it's the line it's like the line from the Dark Knight Rises movie where Alfred always says where he's like well why don't you give all your money to the police because they could do more good than Batman ever yeah. could and to be honest with you that's one hundred percent true although there is 
a long line in the comic books. You, you've seen lots of stories in the comic books where Bruce Wayne does give lots of money. Or he hosts the gala to raise mm-hmm. money for but, yeah. but, but that is the actual, like, all the money that he spends on Batman would better serve his community if he's spending on his community instead of him. Yeah, he could just build some apartment buildings. But as, <laughs> but as, as we've established, yes. he's not the sanest of people. Yes, and he yeah, has, yeah, and yeah. He ha- and he's he has, not well. He has a lot of trauma. Yeah. That unlike Dick Grayson, perfect baby boy with a great ass. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, he hasn't dealt with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the only way he deals with it is by punching poor people in the streets. Yeah. <laughs> but Denny O'Neill at least tried to alleviate that. To address be- it, yeah. Because in the Denny yeah. O'Neill runs, you could really see that Batman loved Dick Grayson and cares mm-hmm. for him when he stole him as a goal. He likes, there's a lot of, um, God, I can't remember the name. There's a Christmas story that Denny O'Neill wrote where it is very much about a person or a Santa Claus trying to rob a place. And Batman is like, and Batman helps the man instead of basically punching him in the face and sending him to jail. Um, I'm trying to find it. I don't know if you're going to find it with Googling, so it's fine. But every listeners go out there and you can figure it out. There is a very famous as an annual. It's a Batman Christmas story where Batman is like chasing an evil Santa Claus. <laughs> is it, it's not wanted Santa Claus dead or alive. I don't know. I can't tell you. If I saw the comic, I would I would oh, know okay. it. So it, do, it doesn't matter. But it's out there. Denny O'Neill wrote a humanist Batman. It but, is called Wanted Santa Claus Dead or Alive. Oh, wait, there you yeah, go. I just found it. Uh, yeah. It's an amazing story. But also, Denny O'Neill influenced... Uh, I almost said Superman. Uh, Denny I'm O'Neill, sure he did. He did. He actually <laughs> did. Uh, we talked about this earlier... Um, it, when we did Superman the Bronze Age last year, yeah. Denny O'Neill wrote Superman Kryptonite No More, remember? That's a great issue, yeah. yeah. Um, and they gave him that story, by the way, because of the way he had revitalized Batman. There you go. So they thought he could revitalize Superman, too. Uh, and he was okay. He was mildly successful. But when it came to the Batmans, Denny O'Neill um, influenced Batman more than any other person i think in history more than bob kane more than bill finger um you know uh denny o'neill without a doubt to me the greatest batman writer of all time wow so there you the go state should call you up for that <laughs> what's that because the state should call you up <laughs> let me give uh, thank you so much uh i'm only words. like i'm it's funny i actually like uh, it's one of the things where um we both worked at dc at the same time and i never got to meet him well, you'll meet him in the next go around. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I so. mean, that's how I try to think about things. We're like, yeah, that's sure. a bummer. You so know? there you go, everybody. Um, out there on at GHL podcast on our Facebook, where Ashley? Uh, Facebook.com slash geek history lesson. <laughs> what was that pause about? Uh, I, was, I almost went or on Twitter at GHL podcast or our <laughs> brand new Instagram, geek history lesson. <laughs> uh, please let us know who your lists are. Who do you think are the we top love reading your five lists. Batman comic book writers mm-hmm. um and don't forget we're going to do uh top five batman screenwriters over on uh, our patreon at patreon.com slash jolin but i'll tell you what if the patrons love the episode we'll expand that there's mm-hmm. a lot of great batman screenwriters um let's go into the recommended reading ashley so at geekhistorylesson.com slash recommended reading where you can click on the widget steal from daddy bezos and give the money to us we're gonna have at least one example uh from everybody who was mentioned here today are we gonna have a pick or excuse me yeah a pick a recommended reading pick of um, something with uh, Gotham's best ass on it? Uh, I'm going to say yes and probably forget about it. All so, right. Yes. Woo! Absolutely. Have you learned anything about this lesson, everybody? I just I need you to know that Dick Grayson is the best ass in the DC universe. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> in the comics multiverse. <laughs> <laughs> I can stop traffic. Anyways. Do you want to run down any also rants before I move on to the honor roll? 
Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I'm trying to think about. There were a couple also. Ran. Is there anybody that pops in your head real quick? So I spent a lot of time trying to not put five uh, white guys on my list. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And Grant Morrison is not a guy, so I'm considering that a win. Uh huh. Um, but my list is but, all white. Guys. But unfortunately, uh, well, Grant Morrison's not a guy. But yeah, so, but they're all white. Uh, yeah, they're yes. all white assigned male at birth mm-hmm, people. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, um, Batman has not had a huge diversity in nope. people who have written the mainstream title. And as you can tell, we tried to do people who had written at mm-hmm. least detective comics, if not Batman itself, versus like a one-off here and there. Um, I want to give a special shout out to Devin Grayson. Yep. Uh, because I think Devin Grayson is an amazing writer. I think she is really underrated. She has written Batman. She's written more Nightwing than Batman, but yes, you but she, has written she wrote more, Gotham Knights. Yep. She's written more Gotham Knights, by the way, freaking great. She has written more Nightwing. Um, she's done some great stuff on Titans. So I didn't feel like her body of work on Batman specifically was enough to put her on the list, but I did want to make sure that I gave her a shout out. She's also a lovely Twitter follow. If she's great. anyone isn't following she's a great Devin writer. Grayson. I yeah. almost put um, Bill Finger on my list. Mm-hmm. I almost put Paul Dini on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost put Peter Tomasi on my list. I almost put Pete on my list too. Yeah, because ba- ba- <laughs> his run on Batman and Robin is, is astounding. Yeah, very yeah. good. And he's also just got off a great run on Detective Comics as well. That's right. That did just end. So, um, you know, um, Norm uh, Brayfogle almost popped mm-hmm. in there real quick. I'm just like going through on a down uh, uh, list real quick uh, of like other people. But uh, yeah, I, this was... I don't know. I really wanted to go for like people that popped and pushed the character because a lot of writers will come on Batman, will tell stories, but I don't think the character changes at all Mm -hmm. or they're, you know, and, and to me, I'm like, you gotta, you gotta push the, there's so much Batman out there now that you gotta push the needle. I tried to look at the overall quality of their run as well versus, um, there are some writers who've written like one volume that I really like and then I think the rest of their run is just kind of okay. Mm -hmm. I tried to pick people where I thought they were consistently of a certain quality level across their work. Yeah, there you go. Um, Yeah, and then obviously nobody who's writing Batman right at this time because that's not fair or kind. No, no, no. You can't judge anybody that's currently writing Batman because we can't tell. Exactly. So, you know, we'll learn that in the future. So, there you go. All right, right, we're going to move into the honor roll, correct? That's where if you go over to Apple Podcasts and you leave us a five-star review, you can write anything you want. And as our thanks for popping us in the Apple algorithm and getting the word out there, we're going to read your review live on the air. So, first we have Sailor Gaines 18 who says, The GOAT! Geek Podcast. Oh, thank you. I have been a listener since day one, and I love this podcast. The lessons are so good, and I have to listen to them twice. Thank you. Oh, wow. Also, you guys are my very first uh, Patreon, and I love all the content. I know who you are. (laughs) Uh, I know what your little icon looks like in my brain. (laughs) Jason, you taught me to step outside my comfort zone and try new things in the geek realm. Ashley has taught me to like what I like, no matter what anyone says. Thank you. The podcast as a whole has made me think about things from different perspectives. This podcast has inspired me to make my own, and I hope you guys, I hope to have you guys as a guest one day. At the time this episode comes out, I will have been a guest. Oh, yeah? I huh? Okay. Uh, check out the Power of Friendship podcast. You didn't plug it. I'm plugging it for you. Uh, I hope you guys make this show forever, and thank you for making my life better. I don't know if it's possible to make this uh, show forever, but I appreciate the idea. Well, we had 400 episodes. So. That's not forever. <laughs> no, I know. We know, some, we know some podcast friends that have been going for 2,000. Yeah, that's true. Uh, they are also joined by Fiona Murphy 99, who says, came for Wanda, stayed for all of it. And then came for Wanda. Then they made a smiley face. So you're, you're a pretty new person then. Mm-hmm. I found this podcast sometime after WandaVision. Oh, so very recently. Um, I had been a very casual MCU fan before the show. 
Uh, and she convinced me to watch all the movies, and I'm even into comics now besides the very occasional wiki searches, that's fine, with the Young Avengers. I still haven't listened to the Wanda or Vision episodes, and then she put feelings and the little crying face, but I freaking love this podcast. I have learned about so many awesome Marvel and DC characters and storylines. It feeds my DC interest as a slightly more knowledgeable person about DC than Marvel, grew up loving Teen Titans, Justice League, Lego Batman, Christopher Nolan, Batman and Catwoman, and more. In recent years, Harley Quinn and Ivy, the animated series and Margot Robbie movies, the new Wonder Woman, super into the Arrowverse and others. Uh, and I'm getting to dig way into Marvel, which has also been so fun. It has become my favorite chore, getting ready for class, getting ready, winding down, etc. activity of choice. Everyone should listen. P.S. Barbara Gordon is the tops. And then she wrote in uh, brackets, I use a wheelchair. Very cool. That's awesome. Y'all are the best. Keep doing what you do. These are two. That's awesome that Barbara Gordon is the best. Not that you're in a wheelchair. I'm sorry. It's also awesome that you're in a wheelchair because it, awesome. it gives you accessibility and we love it. That's true. I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't. Yeah. I, I didn't I want know. to be appropriate. I, you know, I wanted to be appropriate. So here's for you. So, so God, that's a lovely message. Kevin. Thank you, Fiona Murphy, 99, and Sailor Gaines, 18, for your really, really sweet reviews this week. Welcome into the Teacher's Lounge. That's right. What's going on in there, Jason? Inside the Teacher's Lounge this week is uh, Professor O'Neill has made an appearance and he is teaching fencemanship because I don't know. Fencemanship? That's right. Fencing. Oh. I don't know how you called it fencemanship, but I did. Uh, that's because he was the writer that introduced the Batman and Brazo Gulf sword fighting in the desert. That's true. And he's yeah. going to teach you how to use a giant scimitar. With a hairy, hairy chest. Yes, <laughs> hairy chests are necessary. So if you do not have hairy chests, uh, that's fine. Uh, but Ms., uh, Professor O'Neill has brought hair. <laughs> and some gorilla glue. Your chest merkins. <laughs> and we will put some on you. So don't worry. <laughs> I also love the idea of uh of uh Fiona Murphy. I'm this is me making an assumption that you're in a uh, mechanized uh wheelchair. Mm -hmm. Just racing around with a sword. I love that idea. <laughs> hey, I, I think they'll I actually think they'll be the secret weapon yeah, because yeah, yeah. they'll have more mobility than anybody else. They'll be able to turn on a dime. More speed. <laughs> Slicing everybody's Achilles tendons. Like, ow! <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, so welcome into the Teacher's Lounge. Thank you so much for those kind reviews. We love the, we love reading those reviews every time. And also, by the way, uh, fun fact for the, uh, who is the first person again? I apologize. Sailor Gaines. Sailor Gaines. They, uh, they use their username instead of their government name. You can, but we know who you they can, are. You can literally drop your podcasts into these reviews and free advertisements. So just yeah. throw that out there. Anyways. Uh, okay. So thank you so much for doing that. Don't forget to subscribe and to listen on all the podcast places that you listen to podcasts. Apple and Spotify are the two big ones, of course. And uh, hey, if you got a Batman friend out there, tell your Batman friend about this podcast. This podcast grows the best with word of mouth mm -hmm. from our Mind University students, and we really appreciate that. Uh, Ashley, where can they find you on Twitter and Instagram? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Ashley V. Robinson. The V is very important. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Jawin. That's J-A-W-I-I-N. And Ashley, do we have a hashtag stick around where people stuck through the plugs? We do, Jason. Oh, my God. We, um, wow. I, I wanted to ask you this. Uh -huh. Um because you've met a lot of DC Comics writers specifically. Uh-huh, I have. Do you remember who the first Batman writer you ever met was? <laughs> I know it might be hazy because it's been quite some time. Well, when I... I think it was Tony Daniel. Ooh, that's he, awesome. Because so he, nice. Because he was writing Detective mm -hmm. in the New 52. I think it was... 
it was either Tony Daniel or or it was Peter Tomasi. It was one mm-hmm. of those two. I mean, I read I met Scott Snyder pretty soon in that bunch, but I know I met one of them before Scott. Cool. Uh, because Scott was writing the bit at the time he was writing Batman. And so he was sort of considered the superstar of the time, you know, because yeah. it the, it's the main title yeah, so of DC. It's a flagship book. So for sure, yeah. they were very like, we are going to give you an interview with the superstar. So they were pulling in the side <laughs> people. And look, they're all superstars, in my opinion. Um, but I want to say it was Tony or Peter. Mm-hmm. And um, fun fact for both of them, they're both lovely gentlemen. And please go speak to them if you see them at a con when, mm-hmm. when cons back and went back up, because uh, Tony Daniel is lovely and super talented. And he's working with Scott Snyder right now on a comic book. Ironically enough. And uh, Peter Tomasi is also uh, super talented and super lovely. Very, very lovely. So, yeah. Do you remember who the first Batman writer you met? I don't because it would have been someone through you. It would Uh have been someone tangent. I mean, at a convention or something. Yeah. I mean, it would have been way before he was on Batman, but uh, like probably Tom King. Actually, I can tell you. (laughs) I can tell you. Honestly, it might have been Grant Morrison. No, 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 no. Actually, I can tell you exactly who it is. Tell me. Because you don't realize that this person wrote Batman. Well, that's that's probably true. So, listeners, <laughs> I had the privilege of taking Ashley to her very first comic book convention of all time. That's true. And we went to, at the time, when it was called the Long Beach Comic Expo. Yeah, Long Beach is one of my favorite cons. And it was day. before they went big uh-huh. and so there were it was kind of a sad con to be honest with you but it was in a tiny room mm. very small room you could literally do a lap in like 10 minutes oh yes I remember um that. and when we went there it was right after x-men days of future past and there was a writer who had cameoed in that movie and he was sitting at a table <laughs> and i had interviewed him before uh-huh. we met and so i was like oh let's go over and talk to him <laughs> and so i went over there and introduced you to a man who has also written batman Mr. Len Wein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The minute you said it, I was like, oh, it was Len. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Len Wein has written Batman besides creating literally every comic book character that you love That's in so comics. funny because I just like... Um, <laughs> and he was lovely. I always think of him as the guy who created all my favorite X-People. Well, he did. Yeah, he did. no, I know. Uh, yeah. We he created sh- Lucius Fox. We've also shared that interview with him uh, a whole bunch of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what a... Yeah. Just a freaking so superstar. So the first Len Batman Wien. writer you ever met was yeah. Len Wein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Could have done a lot worse. <laughs> he, he, he's a great writer. Than the luminary. The luminary uh, Len Here's a, I don't know if I've told this on the podcast before, but we'll wrap it up with this. Here's another Len Wein story. Sure. Uh, when I used to work at Earth 2 Comics in Sherman Oaks, he would come in and um, he always had a shirt on of a character that he created, <laughs> which I thought was a real rock star move. Look, that man knows branding. <laughs> that man knows branding. That's all I got to yeah. say. Uh, yeah, he is uh, sadly missed. He was a luminary yeah. and just so, so... Lovely. Just a good person. Yeah. Lovely. Lovely man. Uh, uh, so more nice lovelier, about, lovelier than Batman. So nice thing about comics is most people are good. Most people are good. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but Batman, not good. Not, not that good. Not that good. <laughs> not Anyways, uh, so there you go, everybody. Hope you enjoyed this lesson. Uh, this has been Geek History Lesson. I am Jason Battering to the Face Inman. I am Ashley Victoria Robinson and Professor Jason. Would you please dismiss the class? I have podcasted with vengeance. I have podcasted <laughs> in the night. We have podcasted about Batman.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.